So I'm delighted to be joined by my Medics Money co-founder, Ed, today for this budget special podcast. Hi, Ed. Hi, guys. So we thought we'd just give you a super quick uh, rundown of the relevant points on the recent budget, because uh, maybe lots of doctors aren't that interested in the budget. But unfortunately, for reasons that are going to become painfully obvious during this podcast, uh, we need to be interested in budget uh, because it affects all of us in the amount of tax we pay and uh, even our pensions. So let's get straight into it, mate. Um, tell me what's going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's really um important that we all understand about what uh, what was said in that budget um and it, it can be a little bit uh, a bit dry the whole um speech and all the paraphernalia that comes with it so as you say here at medics money we just distilled it down to the uh, the important things and um, we'll give you a brief summary about the the budget given by rishi sunak on the 3rd of march um i'm sure you're all aware about this but you know governments really have to get a budget sorted because they require uh, parliament's approval to spend money as well as to raise revenue in the form of taxes. And the, the budget is usually one of the centerpieces of the government's legislative uh, programme. Um, those measures then become the Finance Act of the year or for that year. And it's deemed that a budget, uh, the government has to pass their budget because if they don't, uh, it's seen as a vote in their confidence and the government would then have to call an election. But interesting enough, for you, you know, it may be interesting for you guys to know that it's really also important to pass a budget or at least a pared down version because both income tax and corporation tax are, um, are temporary measures and they have to be reapproved every year. So in election years, you may see that there are two finance acts, one pre-election to make sure that we, uh, you know, lucky taxpayers get to keep on paying income tax and then usually one afterwards with most of the other stuff. So the budget is a really crucial part of the government's um, agenda for the year. Um, Another interesting point about the budget is that a chancellor delivering his or her budget is the only person who is allowed to drink alcohol in the chamber of the House of Commons. And you wouldn't really blame uh, Rishi Sunak if he had a glass of something strong next to him, because it really was a, an unenviable uh, budget to have to give, given that the UK has seen the, the biggest fall in GDP for over 300 years, um, exceeding those even seen in, in, in wartime. Uh, and the, the country is set to borrow uh, an eye-watering peacetime record of £355 billion pounds, uh, in the year. So the challenge that um, Rishi Sunak faced is trying to get um, a recovery going whilst raising money to pay down that deficit, while at the same time trying to meet the Conservatives' election promises from 2019 uh, not to raise the main rates of income tax, VAT and national insurance. Mate. That is epic tax trivia again about the chancellor being the only person who can drink in the chamber. And uh, I never realized that, that if they don't pass the budget, um, then that can be a vote of no confidence. That That is epic tax trivia. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's um, a vote of no confidence and they can't, uh, they can't raise income tax or corporation tax on us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Winston Churchill used to drink brandy in the, the uh, House of Commons during his budgets bit more fat and also uh, there's one chancellor in the 90s he actually would only have alcohol in his in that red bag that they carry um whilst the actual budget itself was carried in a plastic bag by one of his deputies so uh can you just imagine what would have happened if he'd held up that bag the, the budget red red box and that opened up and dropped the bottle of whiskey out instead of the budget awesome. that would have been quite uh, quite embarrassing for them um but yeah so a bit of tax trivia but onto the more i guess the drier stuff um you know, let's start with with personal tax, uh, which 
basically remains what a lot of pundits have been calling, uh, uh, in quotation marks, a frozen landscape. Um, you know, as mentioned above, the chances of room for manoeuvre was pretty limited. Um, so income tax rates have remained exactly the same at 20%, 40% and 45%. As many of us will know, the Scottish tax rates are slightly different. Um, they also remain the same, but they're really in the, uh, the hands of the Scottish uh, Parliament to, to change. So I wish he couldn't really alter those. Um, what he did do to try and raise revenue was freeze the personal allowance, which of course is the tax-free amount that the vast majority of us get each year. Um, in the current tax year that we're in, the 2020 to 2021 tax year, which ends on the 5th of April 2021, the personal allowance is 12,500. Um, there's gonna be a small increase for the next tax year, uh, which is the 2021 to 2022 tax year, with the personal allowance going up on the 6th of April 2021 to 12,570. So basically the personal allowance is gonna go up on the 6th of April from 12,500 to 12,570. So a very small 70 pound increase. Um, it was thought that the Chancellor was going to ax that increase, um, which had already been announced, uh, but apparently it's already been coded into the various payroll systems around the, the UK. So uh, it would have required quite a lot of expensive change um, if you had scrapped that increase. What he has done though is once we've got that small increase from uh, this April, um, it's going to be frozen. So from April 2022, that personal allowance with tax-free allowance is going to remain at this level. 12,570 all the way until the 2025 to 2026 tax year. And for those of you who've listened to our tax code blog, by the way, um, and if you haven't, please do check it out after this. Uh, you'll know that the most common tax code um, for taxpayers as of the 6th of April 2021 is going to be 1257L. Okay, if you guys will remember the tax code is the personal allowance divided by 10, add on a letter. Um, but don't forget, that's only going to be the case if you guys have not claimed a deduction for your professional expenses. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has done so, but if you haven't, then please do check out our podcast or, or blogs on our website on how to claim back tax and your pro uh, professional expenses, because HMRC can then incorporate that into your tax code. Should, should we also really quickly mention, I mean, we've we tweeted about this. I've sent out two emails about it as well, but there's a really important deadline coming up uh, for those of you that were a doctor in 2016 and still haven't claimed. Should we quickly drop that in here? Because, yeah, if you're not yeah. on our email list, you need to get on it, basically. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, those of you guys that have incurred expenses from the 6th of April 2016 to the 5th of April 2017, um, the deadline for claiming employment expenses in that tax year uh, expires on the, the 5th of April 2021. So if you haven't claimed for that, that tax year, uh, then please, please do um, make that claim if you have incurred expenses then, because otherwise you're going to uh, miss your chance. Yeah. I thought it was just worth so, dropping in because I know most yeah, people will definitely. be on our email list, but if you're not on our email list, easiest way is to go to medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash ebook and you'll be added to our email list. Uh, 25,000 uh, doctors on that now. So uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I just remembered oh, that we no. should mention that. Yeah, yeah, that's really, that's really, really important. So, so please definitely claim your expenses. That would change your tax code. And if you haven't claimed between the year uh, in the 16 and 17 tax year, then please, please, please do that before the 5th of April, uh, 2021. Still got a few more days to go. Um, so as well as uh, freezing the personal allowance, uh, the rate at which 
people um, start paying the higher rate of income tax, that's also going to be frozen. Um, the higher rate of income tax is 40%. So the rate to which we pay the 40% tax rate, that is going to increase slightly um, from £50,000 £50, to 50270 And from that moment on, it's going to be frozen. Um, and the threshold at which an individual starts paying the additional higher rate, which is 45%, that just remains at £150,000. There's been no increase in that at all. So essentially, his, uh, the Chancellor has slightly increased the personal allowance for next year, next tax year, and then frozen it. He's slightly increased the, um, the higher rate threshold um, by £270 and then frozen that as well, all the way up to 2026. Um, and of course, you know, that's going to raise revenue for the government uh, by what's called fiscal drag. So as people get pay rises in the future, uh, more people will start earning over the personal allowance and start paying tax. And more people will move into the higher rate tax bracket. So they'll start paying some of their um, income tax bills at 40% rather than 20%. Um, there had been some suggestions that the tax rates on the self-employed uh, might increase, which would have affected, for example, many GP locums. Uh, but in the event, um, no announcement on that was made. Um, so as I say, the main reason, the main way the government are basically raising their revenue is by freezing allowances and um, what's called fiscal drag. Yeah, um, you talked about, you know, it's a great explanation about uh, if you freeze the allowance and then people get pay rises, effectively more people will pay more tax. Um, is this a good point to mention pay rises? Because... Yes, yeah, definitely. It's Go been announced. It. Yeah, I'm trying to stay calm and do some deep breaths here because when this was announced, I frankly could not believe that this was for real. And hopefully, I mean, it's a proposal, so let's hope they see sense. But it's proposed that NHS staff, including nurses and those doctors that are affected by it, uh, are going to get a 1% pay rise next year. So <laughs> I think the government have been very clever for many, many years now. On the front page of our ebook, very front page, is a graph which shows that doctors' pay, some doctors' pay, in real terms over the last 10 years has dropped by 30%. And you might be sat there thinking, oh, well, we had a 1% pay rise last year, 1.5% the year before. Yeah, so if you get a 1.5% pay rise and inflation is 2%, that is otherwise known as a pay cut because inflation inflation is basically the rate at which the cost of goods and services increase and i'm a bit nervous about explaining this in front of someone who's got a first class degree in economics but that's right isn't it mate yeah no absolutely absolutely um and you know as as you say it's quite a quite a paltry increase um inflation is expected to 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 rise this year although nobody can really kind of forecast the future um there is talk maybe a little bit um of hyperbole but there is talk about a storm brewing in terms of uh, inflation um which would then probably have a knock-on effect on interest rates going up and their mortgages and payments and so on and so forth so a one percent pay rise is um is pretty pathetic sadly i mean yeah I, I could rant about that for days but i think it's really important that we talk about pay like i said on the front page of our ebook is a graph which shows you what's happened to some doctors pay in the last 10 years and it's gone down in real terms by 30 percent. and at some point we, we are going to have to stop and talk about pay um and maybe that point is now um and i just after everything that we've been through in the pandemic one percent pay rise in inverted commas which is almost certainly going to transpire to be a, a cut once inflation is taken into account 
unbelievable yeah. but let's uh let's move on i've taken some deep breaths i've calmed down let's talk about <laughs> national insurance that's it yeah we'll move away from the 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 um the real terms for a pay cut uh onto um national insurance um i'm sure everyone's favorite topic so um but moving on to national insurance um again much of that really does remain the same um we have a very long detailed podcast on national insurance which is quite technical um so i'm not going to go into this too much um basically the long and short of it is the as the national insurance um class one upper earnings limit and the class four upper profits limit as they're aligned with the income tax a higher rate threshold they are going to increase as well uh from the next tax year to again 50,270 and then they're going to be caught up in the same freeze that the income tax bans have been caught up in um I'm sure a lot of you guys will hopefully recall that the class one national insurance is paid by employees uh, via the payers UN system and the class four national insurance is charged on the profits of self-employed individuals. So for employees, self-employed individuals, uh, there'll be a slight uh, increase uh, in the rates at which, um, sorry, the, the thresholds for the national insurance. Um, but then after that, they're going to be frozen again. So another way in which the government are going to be getting some income back via, via what we call fiscal drag. Awesome. So onto an even more, well, another controversial topic, uh, pensions. Um, so you guys may have read in the budget, but um, if not, the lifetime allowance for pensions is unchanged at uh, £1,073,100. Okay, and it's going to remain at this level until the 5th of April 2026. So as people should know, where pension funds have been built up and the capital value of the fund exceeds this lifetime allowance of 1.073 million, um, a tax charge is levied on the excess called a lifetime allowance charge. Um, the freeze of the lifetime allowance at that level uh, has been proven to be quite controversial. And uh, by freezing it, it does make it more likely that people will exceed the allowance and face a tax charge. Um, and that's got quite a lot of people um, quite upset. Uh, the BMA have been particularly vocal regarding this, calling it a, an unfair tax on doctors, uh, reporting that 72% of, uh, I think, 8,000 respondents agreed that freezing the lifetime allowance would make them more likely to consider retiring early. Um, the main issue for us is that the NHS pension scheme is not very flexible uh, and not deemed to be flexible enough to allow doctors to vary and manage their contributions which makes it harder to um, keep working without facing a potentially large pension tax bill as a result. So there are lots of people out there at the moment who are quite um, quite upset about that freeze in the lifetime allowance for pensions. Um, I should also say for Cabinus as well that the annual allowance limit each year, um, that's unchanged at £40,000. Um, so I don't want to go too much into the, the controversies uh, around the pension fund, but just so you guys are aware, that lifetime allowance has been frozen, uh, and that could mean that um, people, more people are going to be facing a, a tax charge if their capital value exceeds that allowance. I've already had one rant on this podcast about the 1% pay rise, so I'm not really allowed <laughs> yeah. to have another rant, but I can feel one coming on about this because, you know, I don't... <laughs> what you know when you do your tax trivia right um it's a bit of a light-hearted stuff but what what we're demonstrating is that taxation policy 
will alter behaviors. So you, if you've listened yep. to our previous podcast, we did, uh, they invented a tax on windows, right? And therefore people bricked up their windows, pay less tax. Uh, they yes. invented a tax on candles, yeah? And so instead of uh, calling it a candle, someone got a bull rush, dipped it in animal fat, and uh, it's not a candle anymore, but it looks like a candle, burns like a candle, but for taxation purposes, not a candle. You know, the pension is just being constantly tinkered with. It's become Byzantine in its complexity. And yeah. I would encourage anyone who's thinking about making a retirement decision about regarding the lifetime allowance to get advice because it's very, very complicated and not necessarily always bad news. But to me, it just feels like taxation, as I said, taxation policy changes behaviors. And sooner or later, the medical profession is going to start changing its behavior and you know if you've listened to our previous episodes we talk a bit about marginal rate of tax which basically means the tax that you would pay on the next pound earned so when you're deciding whether to do a locum shift or to do a waiting list initiative you need to know how much your marginal rate of tax would be i.e how much you're going to make for that shift that shift and at the margins the tax rates including things like this are just getting ridiculous so sooner or later the medical profession is going to start doing what the window people did and the candle people did and adjusting their behavior to suit taxation policy and that will be a disaster for the nhs um i'm not sure when that position is going to come this doesn't represent the official views of medics money but i don't know what do you think mate yeah i mean you, you mentioned i did uh, previously an economics degree and uh, one of the key things about economics is is incentives and how they change uh, the behavior of, of people and, and companies and so on and and you're absolutely right you know these decisions that the government make they do have knock-on effects on, on incentives you know is there will there be a reduced incentive to, to do that locum shift for example and and, uh, and yes there will be with, with a freeze like this so you know, it's quite dangerous territory for, for the government to uh, to alter our incentives to work like this. Uh, and I think this is going to be one of those sort of um, issues that's going to rumble on for a while, to be honest. Definitely. It already, already, already has done. But uh, yeah, but I think it's going. time to like we're, we're educating the profession in an, an impartial way here. Um, but the more that the profession gets educated about this, uh, then they can make better financial decisions that's what we're all about and if you're interested in the marginal rate of tax we've got a really good article on our website i'll drop it in there because at the margins we already talked about the 60 percent effective tax band between 100 and 125 on our 10 top tips for consultants so have a listen to that but we've also got a really good article which shows you the marginal rate of tax um, um because that's really really important for all doctors to understand so um another deep breath from me let's talk about capital taxes mate Yep, that's the capital taxes. Um, we won't say too much on this because essentially nothing has really changed, despite the expectation that they would. Uh, it's one of the areas that the government had a bit more uh, room to manoeuvre on. Um, essentially, the Chancellor took the opportunity to freeze uh, the annual allowance for capital gains tax and the inheritance tax threshold, uh, which are basically the equivalent of the personal allowance for those taxes. Um, so those have been frozen. Um, another thing that's been frozen, which I'll, I'll mention now actually, um, is um, the ISA annual subscription limits. Uh, they've been held, that's been held at £20,000. Um, and the junior ISA annual subscription limit and the child trust funds annual subscription limit, uh, they both remain at £9,000. So a lot of um, a lot of the case, a lot of the, the sort of taxes um, that we have in the UK, they've really just been kind of left alone. And that includes capital gains tax and inheritance tax. Uh, what hasn't been left alone uh, is corporation tax. 
And that's really was, was seen before the budget as one of the few taxes that the Chancellor did have room to alter. And indeed, that was the case. Currently, the UK has a corporation tax rate of 19%. It's one of the, the, the lowest uh, in the OECD, 90% um, on profits for all companies, big or small. And the Chancellor announced that the rate of corporation tax is going to increase from the 1st of April 2023. So a bit of a lag. Uh, it's going to increase from 19% to 25%. Um, however, the existing rate of 19% will continue to apply to small companies. Uh, that is, those with profits of up to £50,000. And he's, he mentioned there's going to be a tapered rate, which is going to apply on any profits between £50,000 and £250,000. Okay, so if you have a company, the profits are £50,000 or below, your tax rate will be 19%. If you have a company and the, the profits are above £250,000, you face a new rate of 25% from the 1st of April 2023. And in between £50,000 and £250,000, um, there's going to be a tapered rate, uh, which will apply um, in the in the in the in the old days when I was when I was training, this was the case. There was a, a large company's rate and a small company's rate. Um, what they normally did was tax all your profits up to the in this case two hundred fifty thousand pounds at twenty five percent, and then give you some what they called marginal tax rate relief, um, which I assume is what they'll probably do this time round. But the important thing to for note for you guys um, listening is that you know we get asked all the time by doctors as to whether or not they should set up and trade using the company. Um, and there has been a bit of a almost a romanticized view viewpoint about companies and how people can save save tax. Uh, and I really strongly encourage everyone to listen to our recent podcast on whether or not a limited company is the right thing for you. Um, but of course, this change in the corporation tax rate uh, may now make setting up a company less attractive than it was before because the tax rate for many companies is going to go up. Um, so even if your profits aren't going to be over the £250,000 uh, limit at which the 25% tax rate applies. You know, everyone who earns profits of more than £50,000, are, they are going to be paying more tax than the current rate of 19%. So hopefully that, that made sense. Um, I just want to say one, one final thing about the budget, um, because uh, it wasn't that long ago that we did a, um, a podcast on tax reducers, uh, which if you listen to that podcast, these are government approved schemes that reduce an individual's tax liability if the individual invests in those schemes. Um, so we talked about the Enterprise Investment Scheme, the Venture Capital Trust Scheme, and these give you um, uh, an incentive because they will re reduce your income tax bill. Um, those remain the same uh, in this budget. They, they haven't changed at all. Um, what I really wanted to say was just to link into that podcast is uh, you know, I mentioned something called the Social Investment Tax Relief Scheme, and that provides tax benefits to those who invest in qualifying social enterprises. So if you listen to the podcast, you'll be aware that that was due to expire on the 5th of April 2021, um, as we reported then. But it's been granted a reprieve. So that's it's now been extended for a further two years to April 2023. So if you listen to that podcast uh, and that was something that did interest you, um, then just to say that um, you, you have up until April 2023 now to, to invest in that um, because the government have given uh, extended time limit. So, I mean, there we have it. Okay, I hope that wasn't too dry for you guys. You know, a brief overview of some of the more important parts of the March 2021 budget that will affect doctors and, of course, other healthcare professionals. 
And I guess really the, the bottom line is something that we've been saying all along, really. It's probably more important than ever now to be really savvy about your finances. Make sure you're checking those tax codes. Make sure you're um, claiming expenses uh, for your professional uh, professional expenses, such as your uh, GMC fee, your Royal College fees, etc. Uh, now more than ever, it's really important to be um, making sure you're looking at your income tax bills as soon as if there's any way you can legitimately cut those down. Absolutely. Mate, that was an awesome, super quick run through, pretty dirty edit. We're just going to fire this one straight out. No fancy editing going on here. Um, but I think that's just, that. you're right. That's exactly what we're about. Like the pay's not going up, uh, you know, pay's going down, work's getting harder. We've all got to make best use of the money that the government decides to give us. And we hope that we're helping you do that on, on this journey. And we just also passed 40,000 downloads, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but so thank you so much to anyone who shared it, liked it, given us a review that really helps us and just tell your friends about it, us because we're all in this together. And we, as Ed said, we got to make best use of the money that we're given by being smart with our money. And hopefully our podcast and our blog and our webinars and everything else that we're doing is helping you guys to do that. Uh, back to normal service resumed uh, next week, but this was just a quick, dirty podcast edit. Hopefully that it was useful to you. Uh, take care, stay safe out there, guys. And thanks so much. Yeah. Take care, guys. Goodbye.